We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, what's up? Live here from the All-American Bowl in San Antonio, Texas. Ryan Roberts, of course, Director of Scouting here at irishbreakdown.com. Just got home, had the opportunity to take in the game today. A decisive victory in the All-American Bowl. The East Squad, which was led by Notre Dame's commits, Brendan Vernon, defensive end out of Mentor High School in the state of Ohio. And Adon Schuler, safety out of Irvington High School in New Jersey. Their side won 55 to 17 in dominating fashion over the West squad. That included Drake Bowen, who was voted not only Mr. Football in the state of Indiana, not only the Buckus Award winner, not only the two time Gatorade Player of the Year, but last night at the banquet that they put together, he was also given the award for Defensive Player of the Year by the All-American Bowl. So, highly decorated player on the side for the West, as well as Micah Bell, cornerback out of the Kincaid School in the state of Texas. Very fast, incredible athlete, 10, 300-meter guy, sub-21 seconds in the 200 meters if you are a track and field fan out there. And then late addition, Sullivan Absher, offensive lineman out of South Point High School in Belmont, North Carolina, who was a late addition to the squad. He actually ended up replacing Charles Jagasaw, who is an offensive lineman out of Alleman High School in Rock Island, Illinois, who unfortunately was not able to compete in this week's event due to a LCL injury that he's having surgery on next week. Luckily, though, Charles was able to get out the last couple of days to experience some of the festivities, which was awesome to see, as well, well as Rico Flores Jr., wide receiver out of Folsom High School in the state of California who's dealing with a broken foot that he's recovering for. He also told me that he is two weeks ahead of schedule, so you should expect him as an early enrollee to be ready here very soon to tackle winter workouts and then get into the spring. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But for this game specifically, 55-17, East takes down the West side. They outgained the East offensively, 455 total yards to 170. So this was a dominating victory on both sides of the football. I mean, from start to finish, this game was never in question. At one point, it was 31-3, to I believe, in the first half. So the East came out and... They were led by a couple of very talented quarterbacks and Dante Moore, who, of course, is going to UCLA. Notre Dame fans are very, very aware of him, as well as Aiden Childs, quarterback out of Oregon State, who put together two phenomenal performances today. They combined for over 300 yards passing and five touchdowns through the air. So East squad offensively had a dominant showing, but defensively, we have to talk about what they were able to do with only letting up 170 total yards and nine first downs. A couple key contributors on the defensive side of the ball. Actually, both Notre Dame players on the east side started this football game. What was Brendan Vernon, of course, defensive end out of Mentor High School, already mentioned. He had a quiet day from a stat sheet perspective. Okay, A couple nice reps as far as some pass rushes he had, but there are definitely things that he still needs to clean up. But he had one of the highlight plays of the day. It was in the second quarter. The West was trying to set up a screen pass. Austin Novosad, who is now committed or signed to the University of Oregon, excuse me, drops back the pass, screen. Brandon Vernon read the screen early in the rep, was able to jump in front of the passing, passing lane, and pulled in a one-handed interception on that play. That he returned an additional 21 yards that set up a next play 29-yard touchdown from Dante Moore, to, uh, to Cornell Tate's Ohio State wide receiver commit. So Brendan Vernon had, if you haven't seen it, go on Twitter, go on YouTube. I'm sure it's already posted everywhere. An incredible one-handed snag by Brendan Vernon to show off the ball skills, which is funny because one of his highlight plays from this past week of practice as well was an interception off of, I actually don't think it was a screen pass, but he was able to kind of see the passing window 
and have a really nice interception during practice. So a couple interceptions this week for Brandon Vernon, despite playing defensive line. And I think that it really capped off, which was a very good week for Brandon in this football game, really capped it off because I think you saw growth from him every single day. First day, you saw a lot of the raw tools that he has. And then you saw more and more as the week progressed, a little bit more of a plan of attack, a little more consistency from putting on counters and working as a pass rusher. So you saw a lot of growth, still a lot of growth to go in that department. But then you saw the athleticism and the highlight play he made today. So Brandon Vernon, key, key, key cog on that defense that only allowed 170 yards and nine first downs on the day, as well as a Don Schuler who started this football game at safety. One of the more underrated players, in my opinion, in the class for Notre Dame, because the one thing, and I, I kind of encapsulated this as like the same thing in the recap written version, is that a Don Schuler did today during this game what he has been doing all week. He hasn't gotten tested much. And why, why has he not gotten tested much? Because he's just always in the right spot, man. Always. He's dependable. He's consistent. Just a good football player. So he ended the day with, I think, only two total tackles and no pass breakups or anything. But when you watch him play, you're just like, there's a reason that there's that he's not getting tested at all. There's a reason that they're not running to the short side of the field when he's kind of lined up in the boundary, right? There's reasons why they aren't challenging him in the vertical game. It's because he just understands spacing so well. He understands what the offense is trying to do to him. And he just did a rock solid job on defense, man. Not a, not a, no splash plays, but just consistent and good football from him. And he had what I would I, I kind of parlayed it as a very heads up play on in the second quarter. The E squad actually blocked the punts. Well, they got a partial block. They blocked it. It still was able to travel down the field a little bit, but it took a pretty crazy bounce. And if Adon Schuler did not stop this football and pick it up probably lose about another 15, 20 yards of field position. But Adon scoops it up, goes for only about five yards. But he saves so much field position on that one play. And I think that we don't talk about those types of plays enough, right? We always want to just talk about interceptions, big hits. But that heads-up play by Adon Schuler helped his team maintain and have good field position for an offense that was hot all day. So I thought the heads-up play was fantastic by Adon Schuler. And funny enough, although it was only a five-yard return for him, that he actually led the both squads in putt return yardage, which is really hysterical because he wasn't even back as the true punt returner. So Don Shaw, I thought, just had a rock solid day, concluding what I would say was just a very consistent and good week for him. Just across the board, he did what was expected. He did his job, and I thought he did a tremendous, tremendous job just overall during this week. So Don Shaw, I thought, did an incredible job during the game for what he was asked to do. And then during the week, I thought he had a really nice show. So now let's go let over to the West side, which of course got, got the, you're on the lopsided side of this victory for the East, right? It's, it wasn't the outcome that they wanted, obviously you know, working as hard as they did throughout the week. I'll say this, just there is some context to it, right? Because the West team, Unfortunately, was dealing with a lot of injuries. I mentioned the Notre Dame commits, Rico Flores, or Notre Dame signees, excuse me, Rico Flores and Charles Jagasaw, who were not able to play in this football game. There were a lot of players on the West team, a lot of replacement players 
because there were a lot of injuries on that side of, of, of this conversation, right? And, I mean, that's not even including Kenny Minchie, who was supposed to play quarterback in this football game as well, right? So, uh, unfortunately, there was a lot of injuries that they dealt with, and I think that that depth kind of did hurt them a little bit. But we still saw some nice things for the Notre Dame commits on the west side of this of this game. I think the player that I would say had one of the biggest turnarounds this week was Sullivan Absher. He was a player that first day, and this is admittedly to Sullivan. I talked to Sullivan, you know, just kind of about his progression throughout the week yesterday. And, I mean, he understands that the first day was rough in pass pro, right? I mean, he was he was struggling in the one-on-one pass protection reps against some of the more talented pass rushers that were a part of the West squad. And the West squad did have a lot of talented defensive linemen this week. And he struggled. But the one thing that Sullivan did that I thought was tremendous in this one is that, and he did this this week, right? He did this. Throughout the entirety of the week, he got better, just a little better, little better each and every day. And in the team portion of the drills, I think all week in my opinion, he played good quality football, man. He did. He's a people mover in the run game. He's physical. He has high effort. And in pass protection, because he played mostly guard this week because due to a lack of volume of guards on the West roster, I thought he did a really nice job in pass protection, finding work, helping, doing, you know, just getting his body aligned properly, good body positioning. So I thought the team drills throughout the week were solid to good from Sullivan Absher. It's just the one-on-ones were the one things that you need to see improvement on, right? Because there's going to be times where on the next level, whether it's at tackle or guard, Sullivan is going to be put into some situations where he's going to have to play against some twitchy pass rushers. It's going to happen. So the progression I thought was good. Needs to take a next step forward. Obviously, now that he takes that next step to Notre Dame. But I thought in the game, he was good, solid, consistent. Were there still some some shaky reps, some bad reps? Yes, there was. There was. But for the entirety, I would call his performance very solid today. I think he played good, good quality football and a big improvement from Tuesday to where we are now. I thought he was playing a lot more confidently, which was great to see. Throughout the entirety of the week, if you would have asked me for today, who and actually my answer is not going to change, who was the best Notre Dame player? At the event, performance-wise, I would have said Drake Bowen. And and I still will say Drake Bowen. Because he came out on Tuesday, a lot of splash plays. Interception, incredible play in pursuit on a screen pass. Drake was phenomenal the first day as a playmaker. Then in the next couple days, he kind of went from rotating between Mike and Will to play in majority reps at Mike. And he started at Mike during the football game, as did Sullivan Absher. forgot to mention that part. But he also started at right guard for the West team. But Drake was the middle linebacker for this team, main communicator, extremely physical. And I thought he was just – he stacked good days, man, very good days, the last three three days of practice, on top of the playmaking ability that he saw in the, fir- in the first day. thought he had a tremendous week of practice. This game – was not his best showing. It wasn't. He missed a couple tackles. There was a coverage bust that was a long touchdown to Mark Fletcher, who's going to Ohio State. I don't know if that I would put that fully on Drake. I don't know because it just seemed like he was playing zone and then others were playing man. I don't know if there's some miscommunication or what was. So I'm, I'm going to 
just say that he was a part of the coverage bus. I don't know if it was fully his fault. It's kind of just what is what I'm parlaying to you all, right? But he still ended up the day with five total tackles, one and a half tackles for loss. The one and a half tackles for loss was actually the most of any player on either side in this football game. So he still made a couple nice plays. And I think you saw that there's work to be done from Drake from a ability to work off of contact and to shed blocks. I think that that's one thing that's going to have to be more consistent in high school. He could beat guys to the spot a lot. Right. And so it didn't matter a hundred percent what now. And he admitted this right now that the offensive linemen are bigger, better, more athletic. You're going to have to play with better technique. You're going to have to work off of, off of uh, contact a lot better. Right. You're going to have to work through traffic. That's a, Thing that we don't talk enough about linebackers, but there's an innate sense to kind of work through contact to be able to stack and shed the, the nuances of playing the position. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So, and I think Drake can do it because I saw it in spurts throughout the week. Just in this game, I felt like it wasn't as good as it needed to be. But still, he had production, had some nice flash plays, and you see the upside with him, right? I, I, I know on the message board, if you're not signed to the message board, by the way, you should go to boards.irishbreakdown.com because we have we had a nice thread on the game. We have a lot of intel constantly, and we're going to the offseason now. There's going to be a lot more stuff popping up, obviously. I mean, we just had two, two uh, grad transfers join the team just this past week, right? So stuff's going to keep popping up. So boards.irishbreakdown.com. But we were talking on the performances of the day. And look – if you want to talk about a couple of the missed tackles, sure. Drake needs to be better, right? Like you need to you need to make those tackles. You need to be more efficient tackler. Sure. You want to talk about the coverage bus. Maybe it was a miscommunication on his part. Maybe it was his fault fully. Like I don't know what it was, but we can talk about that coverage bust. Needs to be better. Needs to be more consistent. No doubt. I see people though saying stuff, silly stuff. And I'll be it's silly. Oh man, I I just don't know if he's a very good athlete. Guys, stop. Stop it. Seriously, stop. Drake Bowen is a tremendous athlete. Very good athlete. I have zero concerns over his athleticism. Zero. And if you watch this game today and you thought that some of that his mistakes were due to him not being a good enough athlete, I, I just I, I push back on what you're looking at, right? I, I just do. Because that has never been a single concern that I have with Drake Bowen. I think he is a very good athlete for the position. He's 6'2", 232 pounds, man. He's a big kid, and I think he moves well. He's played out in space a ton during his high school career. The kid can move, all right? So can we please just kill this this athleticism conversation? Because it's not an issue. It's not, all right? And I'm whatever happens with Drake Bowen's career at Notre Dame, that's something I'm always I'm always going to be upfront about. Like that, there's no there's no athleticism concerns. They're not. So things need to clean up, no doubt. It's not an athleticism issue though. And then the last player in this football game was Micah Bell, who I talked about throughout the week. Tuesday practice, barely participated. Only participated in the team drills. Did not show much uh, in the – I'm sorry. He only participated in the team drills. He was limited during the individual work, the seven-on-sevens, because he had a back strain. 
And then when he was in the team drills, they were playing him a lot at safety. So it was hard to evaluate, right? Because he's not going to be a safety at the next level, at least not early on. Then Wednesday comes around. He has one of the best days of any DB there, man. Interception, pass breakups all day, really quick change of direction, athletic, obviously, great straight line speed. He showcased himself. He was one of the best cover men the last couple of days of practice on either side of the football, in my opinion, just from a athleticism perspective and the ability to mirror match and man coverage. I thought he was tremendous. This was not a game for Michael Bell that you want to talk about. It's not. I mean, like, let's, let's leave it out there, right? He gave up two touchdowns. And I think on both touchdowns, one was the Brandon Innes close to the end zone. The other one was a 29 yarder to Cornell Tate got kind of out, out, outreached and, Dante Moore made a really nice throw down the field. But on both plays, you see the rawness from Michael Bell as a cornerback, right? It's not an athleticism issue. I mean, the kid can flat out run, and he's quick, and there's no issue there. It's a technical issue. He gave Brandon Innes and Carnell Tate really easy releases, and they were able to beat him down the field and, you know, outdo him for footballs because they're both pretty long dudes. And in high school, Micah Bell can just rest on his athleticism and be laxed, and he can recover basically against anyone. That's what he could do. When you go against guys like Cornell Tate and Brandon Innes, the early portion of the rep is so important, the releases, the ability to counteract physicality down the field, the ability to stall momentum. Those things are so important early on in reps so when you let a guy like a Cornell Tate or a Brandon Innes have a clean release, you're in a very tough spot because those dudes are good, really good football players, right? So I think it's just an attention to detail thing with Micah, right? Like I really think it is. Needs to understand how to disrupt releases. Needs to understand what the limitations are as far as his length, right? Because he's not the tallest guy in the world. He's not the lengthiest guy in the world. He has tremendous recovery speed, and he's incredibly quick twitch. If you are able to do better at the early portion of the rep, in my opinion, for a Michael Bell, he's going to be a very good football player at the next level. I think he will be. It's just about attention to detail. And we've seen Mike Mickens be able to develop defensive backs. So near the line of scrimmage, in the route stem, those things are the paramount thing for Michael Bell. was not a great showing, but I think you still see the traits that he has, right? He's incredibly athletic. It's just about attention to detail. For a guy that played mostly running back in high school, that detail is important, making that transition fully to safe, uh, to cornerback, excuse me. So that's the recap. Again, 55-17 victory, East squad over the West in the 2023 All-American Bowl. want to thank you all so much for keeping on par and ke- keeping up to date with these videos throughout the week. It was a blessing to be down here and be able to cover the game. Make sure you go check out any of the practice recaps or some of the human interest stories that I have on the 2023 recruits for Notre Dame that have been over at irishbreakdown.com throughout the week. Monday, we'll be back at it, man. We've got some recruiting hours. So want to thank you all so much. If you want to hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, hit that notification bell so you stay up to date with any l- latest news and podcasts that are coming up. Five-star reviews are always very much appreciated. So thank you all so much for following along. I'm Ryan Roberts. Talk to you all very soon here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.